0: Welcome to the Maximum Roll Entertainment podcast. This is a podcast that takes the time to talk with folks within the gaming industry. Joining us today from California is Andre from the podcast Dice and Dummies. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me on this interview on um, my podcast. I run it with four of my friends from my high school and we're mostly doing this just to pass time. and have some fun basically
0: so, right on yeah. uh, to the whole COVID thing so are you guys are you guys still in school or are you guys uh um
1: currently we're we're on winter break we're we're mostly doing school online so yep. we're not going to school so there's there's that and yeah that's pretty
0: much it yeah right on so did you guys form the, the podcast, uh, because of the, the COVID situation, did you guys have like a table, you know, gathering beforehand or did you guys um, just want to do this as actually, like a.
1: We've, so we've been doing this podcast for about like three or four months. okay. And it all started in September around my birthday. I didn't know like what to get. So I decided like, you know, why not get into, why not like make a, a podcast? And play D D. So um I asked my my first like D and D group I made if they wanted to to you know join and help me create uh the podcast and they all said yeah and our schedules it's it was it fit perfectly with our with our time and all the stuff we're doing. So um yeah. We, we're mostly we're planning on making a live episode because most of our episodes we've done this we we've, we've been doing it like online, yep. so um, we're planning on making a live episode tomorrow. So there's um, there's that.
0: Cool. Do you do you uh do a lot of editing in your episodes, or do you uh, just once you're done record you just post it, or do you do some some work to it?
1: Um. Yeah. We we do some work. We either cut some like dead air if like there's if the pauses are too long and stuff we'll we'll cut that out we'll cut some stuff that we don't want and i'll I'll add in the intros and outros and um the ads and um yeah i'm mostly doing all the work in my podcast everyone else is just there to have some fun that's 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 all
0: Oh, oh I, I feel your pain. I'm doing all my own editing and everything, but you know, I don't blame everybody because it's a lot of work yeah. and it's uh, the yeah. programs are expensive. And um, I think I'm uh, 1500 in on Ooh. editing softwares and programs and subscriptions and stuff like that. And you know, it's just like your table, a lot of them just like on the talent. <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, but that that's cool. So the the idea of a pod like were you doing games before you decided to do a podcast?
1: Um, you mean the D and D, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like okay. getting
0: together, hanging out with your friends at the the table. Um,
1: so we all started playing D and D in middle school because of me. It was also around my birthday. Oh, so nice. I, I just yeah, I've been listening to a lot of like D and D podcasts, like the Adventure Zone. And um, I don't know, I just got into it, and it, it just—I got hooked. So I, I decided to buy a, uh, a starter kit from Target, and uh, I brought it to school the next day. Asked if my friends wanted to play, and they said, "Yeah!" And next thing you know, we're playing D and D. Yeah,
0: and its pretty wild. Like when I first started playing in the late '80s, uh, it, you couldn't just go into the store and buy D and D products. It was taboo. You know, I, I had a friend that yeah, was like, about that. "Hey, come, hey man, come to come to my house." And we were literally like in the basement of this guy's house. We were <laughs> the D and D group, uh, yeah. and we were playing like when you know Gary Gygax, and then we're publishing actual books and and content like every couple of months. And we were playing them, and were mm-hmm. coming out, and uh, you couldn't get them. You had to like go to like a secret store or something and, and find it. And now you can, you know, there's online and, and like, we didn't have the internet yeah, back then. it's so but... easy
1: to, it's so easy to get into d now, because they're, they're mostly online and you could just learn it through like YouTube or find like an article. And there's, there's that. But um, we, we didn't play like, did you use a graph? Those graph papers when, oh, when yeah. you started playing? Massive. We booklets. didn't. <laughs> yeah, we just used our, our imagination, but it still worked. It still worked. So. so, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, it now there's so many different resources that you can use. Uh, Roll twenty D and D beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, tabletop. Um, there's there's a bunch of programs out there, but. You know nothing beats like a good old hand-drawn dungeon or using like uh the little roll out scrolls and and doing yeah. that kind of stuff and those dungeons are fun i mean
1: yeah i, I want to use a graph paper one day because i have i have a lot of miniatures in my room i've been painting them so
0: oh god yeah <laughs> i, <laughs> I use them i can't i don't have the patience for miniatures i don't have the time my hands are all messed up from the military and everything so i haven't yeah. had <laughs> i try to like mess with them and i'm like oh this looks like crap you know i can get my daughter <laughs> to paint these things and she'll probably do it but uh you know the most i do is grab a can of black paint and be like shadow knight you know it's just <laughs> completely covered yeah. call it good you know or pay someone to do it but i mean miniatures are pretty fun i i just can't get into painting them i'd rather just have
1: them I ready just, to go yeah which is uh i just want to yeah i just want to i just want to use the graph paper to see like how uh, it'll affect uh, our our gaming style because um usually my players will just be like all right i want I wanted to i want to do i want to go here but there's like there's nothing there i didn't even explain anything so um there's a lot of confusion so i want that's why i want to get into the the graphing
0: yeah so for for first time dming there's lots of good styles like uh there's peop- there's dms out there that have notebooks of like their entire campaign or that entire night's yeah. game like uh all out there and i i just i don't do that uh i shoot from the hip uh from Same. the beginning um but i mean i i do keep like i have characters that want to know dimensions of stuff so i keep track mm-hmm. of that so that I can explain because when they use magic or they want to know how big a room is or the you know dimensions of whatever, but doing graph paper, unless you have a really big sheet, uh, it's really hard because then everybody's got to huddle around this like you know regular piece of paper, and then if you don't, uh, what did we do? Back in the day, we had the graph paper and then we put a sheet over it. And then you basically you'd shift the sheet up as they continued on, but it would expose mm-hmm. like majority of the map, and so that was always the oh, big yeah. thing. Like they don't have the fog of war option, you know, mm-hmm. like roll twenty, where you could have fog of war once you build your map, and then as they move their miniatures, the the uh, it becomes exposed using their like dimensions and line of sight and all that jazz. But, uh, I mean, graph paper is fun if you got the time to sit there with the ruler and and, uh, uh, and do it. But, uh, it, yeah, I give it a shot. Yeah, it, it, it helps. And you know what? You should just tell your players, like, hey, maybe you guys, uh, maybe someone should be, I don't know, a ranger or, you know, someone should be drawing the map of the dungeon. You know, that's where you could throw out more experience points. Because yeah. uh, that's what I always have done is when I was a player. I would just like start taking, okay, this room's this big, this room's this big, we're going down this way. And then because if you don't have anything to reference from and the DM doesn't remember everything, then it's like, I go back to this room. They're like, what room is that? And you're like, look, man, (laughs) you said there's like four doors, uh, 25 meters this way, 10 10 meters apart from each other or something like that. Uh, So it's always good to have like notes and, you know, d d is one of those interesting things that either your players are there with you and they're not going to try to sidetrack you or, or you know, ruin what you've set up. Or you'll get the players that are, like, they're just intentionally messing you up. And that, that's never fun. It's, the idea is to get the players that are there to to enjoy the game and, and uh, the experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you first... I, like you're you're talking about um like starting just like going off the hip like when you yeah. first dm did you um did you use any notes or did you uh use like a reference like a book yeah like, i do? i
0: used um i used the box sets because that's what i had i grew up with so mm-hmm. the little booklet and you know it had the maps and the dungeons and it had all the data there for you and everybody had like the five different characters in that campaign module and uh that made it easier but then when second edition came out they had modules but then they came up with the 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 adventure part where you could build the world yourself and build the characters and do all that and so it was a little bit challenging uh traversing that at first but now you know I take The only notes I really prepare for a game is if they're going into a dungeon. I have an idea of what every room is that I have an encounter. Mm -hmm. And so I don't really give too much detail on everything else unless there's an encounter coming up. And then I start giving detailed. And that's when everybody kind of is like, okay, man, he's describing this room like (laughs) wall to wall details, the height, the, the smell and everything. Something's in here. You know and that's that's kind of like the cue of everybody to start queuing up their magic and their you know preemptive attacks and stuff like that um yeah. so what what other editions of D anD D besides fifth uh have you played or do you
1: none yeah. none um yeah i just started playing this um like the it's like near the end of middle school that's when we all started playing and it. it was fifth edition so that, that fifth edition is only edition uh i've played
0: oh uh, okay well hey that's not that's not a bad thing fifth edition is uh it's pretty well detailed uh, especially with all the platforms that they have now and the adventure yeah. books and i think it's probably the best out of all of them uh my personal favorite is second edition i love it but it's one of those it's super hard if you don't know how to play your character, not not to play the game, but to survive. It's <laughs> yeah. the hardest thing to do. And uh, first edition, it didn't matter. Like, you'd go up and get to a door and the DM would be like, okay, uh, you're going to open the door? And you're like, yeah. And then he'll roll a dice and like on their chart, it'd be like roll 1D6. And he rolled a three. Well, It says you're dead. <laughs> you died. Oh, how, how? I don't know, but that's what the book says. You're dead. You know, it was so hard to play first edition because no matter every room had an encounter table and it was either you ran into an encounter or something environmental affected you. So <laughs> if you ever find yourself playing a first edition module, like don't expect the character to survive yeah. um, because it, it wasn't meant for you to go anything past that one dungeon. Uh which is pretty wild where like now you have options and there's things to do like in my D game um instead of dying and making a new character i added the concept of like the video game form of if you die you respawn at a respawn point oh, okay and so that's, whenever that's you cool. save yourself however well, whatever you save at, i keep a copy of your character sheet at that level so if you die in between save points you literally start back all your stats are the same as that last save point and so that's Mm -hmm. my way of kind of getting around the whole making a new character and then when they die they take insanity damage and i got that from the call call cthulhu system (laughs) uh so so they don't live forever if they die too much then you know they become crazy and uh yeah and episode two we lost a guy (laughs) oh (laughs) so so think how i put that in there because he would have been upset if he lost this character even though he commissioned to have the artwork done and and be like oh make a new character here's a sheet (laughs) so yeah um Um,
1: when yeah when i first when i first started dming i i had to write like no a lot of notes because i i wanted i wanted it to run smoothly yes so i wrote like two pages of notes like every day putting like encounters detail and all that stuff but then like after two months of dming i just got sick and tired of them like ruining my plan oh yeah so that's, I was like, all right i'm just i'm just gonna improv everything i don't even care at this point but yeah, that, yeah um it's not like i i didn't care but i still put an effort and all that I think I just got better at making some stuff up on the spot. And um,
0: yeah, yeah de- definitely. Because you know you could spend this time making the entire encounter. And I like, have this awesome plan. And then your characters or one character takes a left turn. And everything yeah. you have planned is like, well, he's going left now. So <laughs> I wasn't planning for yeah. that. I was planning for the right turn. -hmm. You know that kind of thing, and my players, uh, you know, sometimes they intentionally. That's why I don't keep too much because I know they're gonna, you know, take a left turn on me, and Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to, I don't want to give them too much satisfaction of, you know, side (laughs) side swiping my game.
1: I think uh, my players just do that on purpose to piss me off, or yeah, that's like like, make the I don't know they like the to change the story a bit like um, they'll commit a lot of crimes and then uh, it's, it just derails the whole campaign. so like in my campaign their their job was supposed to they're supposed to escort this this really um, important general to like you know point eight from point but then they committed so many crimes that they Ugh. <laughs> the, yeah. the general's not with them anymore. I'll, I'll tell you that so so yeah.
0: All right. Well, I mean, yeah, that's such a frustrating thing, and they do it intentionally, just to just to mess with you. And mm-hmm. uh, that's just one of those things in D anD D. Just gotta have to adapt or, or you know, like tell them no. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind of like your D anD D style now, is you just kind of uh, a little little just bit roll of work with the and then, yeah, yeah, a little script and little uh, working through it, which is. You know, it's a good thing. Now, yeah. it, the bad part is when you start live streaming, you're not going to be able to go back and edit anything. So, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's one one reason why I haven't started, you know, Twitch streaming or anything like that. Because yeah, uh, because <laughs> it's so irritating when your players, you know, take that turn and then you're like, uh, you have to come up real quick and then. Oh, we're streaming this. I got to be quick. What are, uh, you know, you got to come up with something on the fly. So yeah, and then you can't just cut out sections and be like, oh, I didn't like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I think I had one episode where I cut out so much for like one person. He's like, uh, was I even in the episode? I'm like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's because they were having computer issues, and then they would say something like way after everything was done, and I'm like, what? You put the button. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah. sorry, I had to cut you out. I mean, I can I couldn't do anything about it. Um, but when you're live streaming, you can't really get around it. Then you have to really think on your, on your feet. Um, yeah.
1: So, have you ever had to like re, re-record an episode, like a whole episode? <laughs> episode one, <laughs>
0: three <laughs> times. We did. I think episode one, we sat there and we were recording. I had two players on at the time and I was like, oh, I guess we can see what how it goes. Two hours in, I was like, hmm, shit. Uh, okay, so we're going to start back over because I didn't hit the record button. <laughs> it was instant <laughs> silence. I'm like, what? No one's saying anything? <laughs> What's happening? And we, we redid it. And then after we recorded that, uh, one of the other people joining the podcast was like, "Hey, I can I can come on tomorrow. Can can we uh, can we do the first episode?" And I was like, "We did. Th- well, okay, yeah." And we recorded a third time, so we have three <laughs> people in it. Uh, yeah. You know, and then we had one person that just didn't stick with the the, the program, basically. And mm-hmm. uh, I, she's in the first episode, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a script that I wrote for her to. We we scripted her whole episode one, the end of it. That's all script. She wasn't actually recording with me or mm-hmm. with anybody. And uh, yeah, it's this kind of thing you have to roll with. And then we got new players, yeah, yeah. and uh, so yeah, that's one of those things where I, I actually for one of our Halloween specials, we recorded three hours, and then when I woke up to go check the, the the data download and it was corrupt i was like oh that whole um, ad- that's like two episodes gone yeah, told everybody and
1: i yeah what I, about you i was i have a similar um thing that happened so like on our i think 10th episode we posted this like i think two weeks ago um so we recorded that twice the first one was um our recording got corrupted and I was like really upset because it was a good, it was a good episode and had some good bits in it. And um, we were like, we, we had to re-record it again, but um, I didn't use like the same um, like scenarios and stuff. I wanted, I wanted it to be different and um, I didn't want, you know, the players to be bored and all that stuff. So like, the good thing about running this d improv podcast, I could just re-script everything. And then when we recorded the second time, it was way better than the first time yeah so um yeah yeah i
0: you know for those messed up episodes and and not recording uh i would keep the same direction with everything but i changed the situation so instead of Mm -hmm. a, a bus speeding towards them it was a car uh instead of a bunch of people at the diner it was a different setup in the diner so they knew what they were going into i just changed a little bit of the scenario. And that's, that's an important thing for a DM is to be able to, uh, I mean, ultimately if your players aren't happy with the, the, even, even when you're not recording and you're playing and it's like, man, that whole session was garbage. Um, you know, I don't, I don't even want anything that came out of it. And it's like, all right, all right, we'll redo that, you know, game. And I've done a few of those like around the table kind of thing where, uh, we either got too drunk and, or as a player, like everybody's just hammered and we're like, what happened? Like I don't know. A, a dragon came out at the end and ate ate him. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to redo that whole thing. <laughs> Scratch out that stuff on your character sheet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I used pen on my sheet. Why would I do that? <laughs> you know, it's just, for <laughs> now it's all digital. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things where you have to, you know, you have technical issues and then and, you know, around the table when you're not recording or anything, you have like issues about that and just got to work with it. Um, like how many different games have you been in? Are you just, just your, is, your circle?
1: This, this is like it. The second one this is like the second one. Um, oh. Yeah, second one. Is there a second like campaign I, you could say? So um, right on. Yeah, but I've I've mostly been DM. I haven't played a single character. So there's is that. I I really want to play a character. So like after season one's done, I'm not being DM. I'm gonna have one of them be DM. I'll teach them. Um, I'll you know I'll just prep them. That's basically it. I just want to play as a character. I'm I'm really tired of being DM. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, what What I do in my game is um, uh, we, we're in the middle of the Christmas special. I got four more episodes to post for that. And one of my players, she took over as DM for the last, uh, it'll be, I think, nine episodes. She's been the DM for Christmas, for the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I gave her some guidelines and she came up with this whole setup and script and everything that she was going to do and the items she was going to give everybody. And I was like, right on, I'm going to be a player. And uh, I just sat there. I had a lot of fun being a player. I was messing with everybody. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to give out the ending because I haven't posted it yet, but yeah, I was messing Mm -hmm. with everybody. Um, And again, I mixed modern and uh, D and D in my game. So like my character that I, he had like a gun and a and a knife, and he was like going through a goblin hole, like he was in Vietnam, and you know, or I'd just mess with people and do funny things, and that's the best part about being a, a DM character—you can just goof around. And uh, but it, it's important that you have your players involved too, like having them take turns DMing. Uh, I I mean, some people they do that um, each season a new DM, uh, it just depends if they're going to follow your, your world standards or if they change it. So, uh, yeah, keep, keep that in mind, especially if like you got a bunch of followers that enjoy your, your style and your world. And if one of the players decides to go in the opposite direction with it, then, you know, think about, uh, that type of outcome too. Yeah. Uh, just, keep that in mind but yeah being a player is great and there's lots of avenues that you can go down to uh d beyond you or, no roll 20 has a section where huh. you can just like find a game and jump in
1: okay like, yeah. hey,
0: can i join and you know one <laughs> shot mm-hmm.
1: you hold, know you hold on do. i gotta i gotta get something real quick Yep. i'm being like called to do, like get something all right, right on. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I got a
0: good question for you. What's your favorite right. character and your favorite
1: class? All right. So I haven't played as a um, character, but when I do, it's going to be rogue and the right. Wait, just say character class and race. Character. Character.
0: Uh i mean i'm sorry race and class
1: so if i haven't i haven't played as um a character yet but when i do planning on playing as um a rogue and a halfling so okay. with rogue I, I know you have like a lot of like you, you can have like some good roles with dexterity and stealing so i'm, I'm planning on just being a really devious character. Yeah, they got um, a nasty
0: backstab. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so that's basically it. That's all I have. This rogue and halfling. And with halfling, they have like this one trait. If you roll a that one, you get to roll again. True. So
0: okay. Well yeah I'm a little devious uh half name little evil frodo baggins. I got gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right <Yeah>. on <laughs> Uh, what, what classes do you have in your podcast? I'm sorry. I haven't got to listen to, uh, everybody's full descriptions yet. So, uh, yeah,
1: uh so what do you got? we have a fighter. He's a dragonborn and he has like a AC of like 19. And we have a monk That's a, yeah, we have a monk, oh, wait. Yeah. Monk human, no monk elf. Then we have a ranger human, and we have a halfling rogue. That's what we have so far.
0: Nice. Uh, what level is everybody? everybody different or all the same?
1: Um, they're all level. I'm pretty sure they're level four now. They're all planning on, like, they're all planning on multiclassing once they hit level five. i'm like worried because they're gonna they're already overpowered already i feel like the npcs i I throw at them are are too weak but um i mean all you
0: have to do is bump their ac and bump their hit points and you'll be good
1: yeah Uh, but they're probably gonna look good the thing I've, i've noticed when i i have like really strong npcs the the battle gets way too dragged out so it's just gonna be like a 20-minute section of them finding this one dude. Um, I've noticed that when I record like specials, like our last special, they were fighting Krampus, and that was way too <laughs> so dragged out. So I I don't know. I just had to think of something to one one-shot Krampus, and
0: yeah. I, I think everybody's putting Krampus in their Christmas one like
1: yeah living in Germany
0: like Krampus he's my hero like they do some like awesome Krampus parades and stuff where they have these people have these awesome outfits are crazy and they like blow fire and all kinds of crazy stuff I'm all for Krampus but I mean our Krampus battle is two and a half hours long I mean long battles that's nothing new to D&D I, mm-hmm. I had a I had a seven and a half hour battle uh way back in the day we were fighting some Whoa. god or something it was insane we <laughs> took a break there was food ordered there was like an hour and a half of strategic thinking of like how we're we gonna get this guy
1: yeah yeah but for me i don't know how to make it interesting i can make like short encounters really interesting and all that but like if it's like one big boss i have a really hard i have a really hard time making it interesting and stuff because like oh. When we do the specials, last like I think our first special we we did it like they were in a uh, maze, some some sort of maze, and then like the last room was just some big room with nothing in it, and it, the boss was just there. So it just felt dry. It's
0: very, very uh, uh, RPG video game.
1: <laughs> a little save point, a little
0: potions everywhere. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna fight a boss in this next room. Um, <laughs> I mean that's how we did our Halloween special. Like they, well, you know it was it was a big dungeon, but they fought two bosses, and uh, you know I was like, oh, there's way too many people in this room, and so like one of the bosses mazed one of the characters, and so she was gone for a while, and uh, another person got transformed, and they like inside like a tunnel, and they're like swimming around, like I can't get up there, you know. Throw some, throw some good magic maze. That thing is amazing. Uh, cause there's no, there's nothing they can do. They can't, there's no save. There's, they're just, they're just gone wherever. And so they ended up in a giant maze, uh, that was outside of the hotel, uh, in our Halloween special. And so I, like, she was trying to traverse that as everybody else is fighting a teddy bear and Buffalo bill. <laughs> so, it, you know, I, Throwing in like a, a big boss and a sub boss, someone to just tinker around. That's, that's a good way to keep it interesting. Uh, or
1: giant snake yeah. pits or something like that. <laughs> um, when you, when you first record, like started doing the podcast, did you like feel nervous at all? Or like, how did you feel?
0: Well, normally I would, I would have been okay. Cause I've, like i am in several games uh as a player uh when i started my podcast uh it was with people from like i i posted in a um a uh, borderlands chat room trying to find people that wanted to play a borderlands inspired game and so most of my players i've never met i we just met like like actually talked a few days before we even played our first session so yeah it was a little nerve-wracking uh and i brought the uh, i brought my friend brent that uh we Mm -hmm. we've been playing for 20 years together and he was kind of like my bridge he knew he knew my style and what i do and so uh at first yeah it was a little um a little hectic uh but we got in a group everybody knows each other we have a uh, one player she's from um England, but she lives in in uh, Norway. And we have another person here in Germany, and we have a player in Canada, and we got a player on the east coast and a player on the west coast. So is, it's
1: it's interesting. Is it like is it hard for you guys to schedule a, a game, or is it it can
0: be? We, we We've narrowed it down to Monday seven o'clock my time german time yeah. uh and so like the one we, guy that lives on the west coast has to wake up at 9 a.m or 8
1: oh we usually record on like friday night around like 10 and then um i feel like recording at night is is pretty cool because that's when the funny stuff happens or you know you're not too serious and stuff well, yeah,
0: we, we like I. Most of us have kids, and and we just got a lot of things going on. One of them's a teacher, yeah. uh, you know. One of them's an essential worker in the hospital. Uh, yeah, so that's a little bit harder. So nighttime is perfect. And the guy that wakes up at nine, he's he's not. He's just finished college. Um, um, we we finished college a little later. I'm in my mid 30s and just finished, uh, you know, school, and he just finished. Uh, what a better time to do it when you're in your middle age years.
1: <laughs> yeah. but
0: uh, when... yeah. What about you? What's uh, is it difficult for you guys to come together?
1: I honestly thought it was going to be like really hard to schedule and stuff. But like when we started, once we started doing it, it was like really easy, but like there are some times where we couldn't like meet up because we were missing one person and they were gone for like two weeks. So I had to improvise with the three people I had and just made like non-canonical episodes. Well, so, I mean, you, you're
0: you going to run into that in mini games yeah. down the road. You're going to, mm-hmm. I always have people that are either not there or, or... You know, I just don't know, and I, I just push forward. You just kind of have to keep going, and they'll have to catch up. Luckily, it's a podcast, yeah. so you'd be like, whatever, listen to episode twenty-one. You know, <laughs> they're yeah. like, what happened? I don't know. Why don't you listen to the episode and find out, and maybe show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, don't ever let that discourage you, because in, in a lot of games, it's hard to keep a table consistent. Uh, unless yeah. you have contracts <laughs> that are <laughs> that are obligated to be there at that time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you ever if you sit there and sidetrack your game or make them one shots because you don't have everybody, eventually you're just going to have one shots.
1: Because <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, it's so hard to get everybody together. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what so what's your favorite out of fifth edition, I'd have to say, I guess, for fifth edition, what's your, if you were trapped on an Island, a bag of dice, your gaming group, mm-hmm. a table, and you only had the player's handbook, what is the one other book that you'd have? And they can only play out of that book and the player's handbook. What would you, what would you have with you?
1: Okay. I am gonna be honest. <laughs> I don't know a lot of the books. All I know is the player's handbook and like the monster one. And that's basically it. That's all good. Everything else. I, I either just find an article or look in my, cause there's an app for it. I I usually just have the app and everything's there. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, I, I always have the monster manual because again, I just need a player's handbook and I, you know, do everything else, uh, And then the monster manual, I need that. So I have all the monsters and terrible memory. So uh, that would be the the one book, but that's all right. I mean, we have, you know, some of the people I've talked to, they would have like, they go third edition, second edition, fifth edition, first edition, you know, they, they all have their book. And give it time, you'll, you'll get in there. And it's good that you started with fifth edition and not, you know, like I'm running into so many issues because I, I'm so used to certain rules from different books. And then I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's not how that spell works. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, the fifth edition. And so I'm like, damn it. <laughs> or, you know, they have a, they identify a spell in fifth edition. And I'm like, well, that defeats everything. Cause I like, I, mean, <laughs> I like my players to like slowly, gradually learn what their magical items do. And nope identify takes that away from you they basically, and it's a, like a level one spell or a cantrip or something and i'm like you bastards <laughs> like, take, taking all the fun out of it but yeah,
1: yeah that's the a... I, I have a question yeah oh wait that? no you can finish so you can no finish. no you know, you're good you're good all right so i have a question do you have like any future plans for your podcast like are you planning on doing like a, a live episode or Oh yeah, yeah. We,
0: we uh we're gonna we're gonna go on twitch we we put our mm-hmm. stuff on YouTube uh, I started a podcast network, so we got a bunch of shows coming on and we're gonna be uh cross you know streaming with each other we're uh we'll be live streaming and we'll be podcasting and so yeah we mm-hmm. have so many things i'm gonna start a riffs uh which is another type of uh table or uh, a role-playing game that's in modern times or futuristic times uh it's a palladium system uh we'll start that we might do a call cthulhu game you know there's just so many options Uh, i want to start a second edition game once i can find some old people like me that know how to play it Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) Start doing. Can you all still
1: things. find books those those second edition books. Oh yeah, are they're still...
0: super expensive. I mean, I still have oh. all my books. I have my original books. They're not in the best shape because nice. you know they're uh, super old. But yeah. uh I went to open one the other day because I'm like, I'm gonna use this other a monster manual, and like the it's so mm-hmm. old the page just came right out, and I'm like, damn it! All right, I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> Have to wear gloves and the tweezers just to find the monster <laughs> I want. Um, yeah. So, what about you guys? What's what's your, what's your uh, goal? You, you said you're gonna start season two. And uh, um, you, you're gonna go once, further. No.
1: So, like after after our, our live episode that we're gonna do tomorrow, we're gonna start heavily editing. Like not heavily, but we're gonna start adding like more more background music. Not only on the special episodes, I want to add them like on our like you know our Are regular episodes, so yeah. Because I've mostly been adding background music just on special episodes.
0: Yeah, Uh, you can find some good stuff on Twitch streaming. There's uh, some background stuff you can throw on there. Um, Like when I edit, like I edited an episode yesterday, day before, day before yesterday, uh, for an hour and thirty eight minutes of. Of content for the episode took me mm-hmm. five and a half hours, because I had to add opening doors, closing doors, combat was a pain. Like <laughs> people were using a bow, so I had to use like pulling the bowstring back and then yeah, releasing really. the arrow, and then the arrow hitting, and then the sound effect of it piercing the flesh. You know, it's really good. You don't have to add that many sound effects in, but I mm-hmm. I, I have all of them, and I have a little OCD. So I try to make it all like line up and sound good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good thing to add sound effects. A lot of the good podcasts out there, uh, are now doing sound effects cause that's what people want to, they want to hear. Um, yeah. I mean, they don't want to, but I mean, it's good when they listen that there's more than just a bunch of people sitting around, uh, talking about, uh, how they're opening doors and doing that kind of thing <laughs> where they can hear a door open or hear the, uh, like in the last episode, uh, there's a whole conversation in the tunnel, so I made it echo, and so mm-hmm. it sounded like both of the characters are on opposite sides of the room, yelling at each other through a tunnel. Yeah, and it's you know it's pretty cool stuff. So yeah, adding sound effects, it, it's a lot of fun, but you have to be patient and have the time to do it. Yeah. Um, well, How to, long to, does to take you. To uh,
1: to like like an average episode, like how long does it take you to add in?
0: Uh, it depends on how much I put into it. If I really put a lot of work into it, seven hours, if I took, if I just put, um, because that's starting with taking the episode and I do three cuts. So the first cut is, uh, the raw episode and I, I have to listen to it. And then I cut out all the gaps. And then once I cut all the gaps and I go back and listen to it, and then I cut out all the weird stuff that doesn't make sense or the bathroom break or something, some technical issues or something like that I'll take out. And then on the third cut, I will start adding in the sound effects. And then I'll render that with the sound effects. And then I'll add the intro, outro, and then finalize it. Okay. Well, I mean, the very, very first thing is I run uh, the episode through like five or six different filters uh, to clean up the audio, and then I start my editing process. So if I have an hour and a half episode and I mess with it three times in a row because I'm listening to it, that's the majority of your time is you're listening to the episode because you can't just skip around because you might miss something that you wanted to take out and so you literally have to listen to the entire episode yeah and then then go back and then start putting your edits and then you have to find all of the sound effects you want to use so if you don't have them all pulled up already you're like oh uh they said they wanted to dip their foot in the water or (laughs) throw a rock in the water and you're like all right shit that's two different sound effects for water you don't want to use the same Mm one so you gotta sit there and search for it find it and Uh, but it's worth it. Once you finish it, it's, it's very gratifying. And I make my own ambient background. So I'll take, uh, like I just made a blacksmithing one. So I took hammering hitting an anvil and I stretched that out for an hour. And then I took like a roaring fire sound effect and I put that underneath it and stretch. I I make all my, my things an hour long so that I can shorten them however I want. Um, yeah, and then I'll add in, like, other sounds within that. So it sounds like it's a, at a forge or at a bar. You know, there are tables and people mumbling and stuff like that. So once you build the actual background, then it's really easy to drag and drop. Yeah. You just have to build it first. Or you can go and get it uh, off the internet. But, you know, make sure when you do that for a podcast that you – You have to credit where you got all your stuff from, Mm -hmm. because if you don't, you know, you could lose your that episode if they came back and like you have to delete it, Uh, and it's their right to do that. So I'm like, I'm just gonna make my own, (laughs) (laughs) and that's all you have to do is just make your own, and uh, and you don't have to worry about it, Uh, unless Mm -hmm. you find royalty free. That's that's the key word. Mm
1: I have like one question yeah your your intro is is that like a custom one? did you guys make that or
0: oh, so did... our intro that's a that's a band from Chile, and they gave us permission uh-huh. to use uh that song they oh, they play okay. d they they play d and d and so they're like, hell yeah um that's and cool. they're actually they're gonna come in uh in an episode in season two, hopefully i'm gonna see if I can get them to come on. Uh, Because one of our characters, she's a bard and through the deck of many things, which once you start messing with that, you're going to have fun with that one. But she got a deed to a house, but she has to go and claim ownership. So that's that's an episode or two or three. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she has to defeat the owner of the house to get the house. And it's going to be the band. And oh. <laughs> I'm gonna see if we can get some actual more music, so it'll it'll be a bard, uh, bard battle. So like the band oh, will be playing, true. and we'll use some of their music in there. Um, but yeah, for yeah. the intro, you mean the intro for Crumpets of Kerosene or the intro for this?
1: Oh no, for your your episodes, like your Crumpets and Kerosene. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So for, yeah, from episode three on, that is. Uh, that is a, a band called Iron Heed, and they're from Chile. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So yeah, if you can get a, a band to to let you put 30 seconds or 40 seconds on the end and on the back, yeah. that's the way to do it. Or have someone make you music. But I was like, these guys do it awesome. Uh, and then for the Christmas special, they gave me two versions of the song. One mm-hmm. played with them, just them, and then one played with with the uh, women and them oh okay, so it's the same song so if you listen to like one of the other episodes that's not the Christmas labeled one uh same song different singers mm-hmm. just to change it up some.
1: so yeah what yeah I uh, wouldn't what... I like <laughs> sorry what got you into D and d? I feel like I'm
0: getting interviewed. Uh, so what <laughs> got me into D&D? So, uh, my brother, uh, back in the eighties, he was playing it way before me. And, uh, just one day he, uh, was like, Hey, we're going to hang out and play Dungeons and Dragons. And I always wanted to play it, but it was such a like tabby thing. And, uh, he gave me a set of dice and, uh, and then we uh that, that was it. I was like, mm. I was hooked. Uh, I have his set of dice now, and then I have my set of dice. Uh, so I still have the original set from both of us. Uh, amongst, How old are they? Uh, he got his probably, oh, 70s, late 70s. Him and my sister played Dang. way back in the day. And then in '88, I got my set, so they're they're pretty old, over thirty years. Uh, and then I got a bunch of dice that I've collected over there. Like I have huge bags of dice, and then I started collecting mm-hmm. metal dice from um, a, a few different places. So yeah, I got a, I got a bunch of dice. <laughs> what about mm-hmm. you? How many how many sets of dice do you get?
1: Um, not, probably not as much as you do. I probably have like five, six sets. Nice.
0: It's not bad. It's a good start.
1: The dark one and some other. I guess the coolest dice I have is I have two. It's the glow and the dark one and these like really really tiny dice. So, oh yeah, the images. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
0: when the metal dice first came out, my friend got one. He got it and uh, we had a glass table in our first apartment, and he's like, <laughs> hell yeah, and he was like standing up and he he was pretty drunk. <laughs> and i was like roll initiative and he like drops the dice on the table shatters the table and i was like no, oh, no. <laughs> i oh, was like no. oh and uh because he got it was the larger d20 and i think one of our friends made it oh. for him for uh for, like, he he worked at a metal uh a uh, welding <laughs> you know company and so he, he made us dice uh and uh, i don't know what happened to my dice but it was really cool <laughs> like broke the table he's like 20 <laughs> like, that's ah, a critical fail man <laughs> yeah class everywhere uh, yeah you'll get more dice you'll find yourself mm-hmm. picking up dice and you're like oh those look cool and next thing you know you have like 40 bags of
1: dice and your wife yeah i haven't is been like... getting dice because of covid and all that stuff so
0: yeah well they're yeah. pretty cheap on amazon you can get a uh, I got some yeah, I sets that I'm going to send out to folks uh, that I have shirts made for. They're gonna, mm-hmm. uh, I was gonna send dice with the shirts that I had made. So I got, like, I got five sets of really nice dice for I think twelve bucks. Uh, they're on yeah. like Black Friday or Cyber Monday. I can't remember when I got them, but you get some decent ones out there. And then
1: yeah,
0: if you're a Patreon with uh, Norse Foundry, you can get. Uh, some dice every month um, or they have like special things like I just got a couple sets of dice from them I got a metal set uh, pretty cool
1: nice oh uh, yeah I have two players that don't have their own dice set so when we meet tomorrow I'm just planning on giving them um <laughs> here you go set. and then <laughs> all right cool thanks I'm out <laughs> and you're like, no wait, come and back <laughs> the funny thing is I, I gave them dice before when we first started playing, and then they lost it, so it's uh, messed up. I don't know where, yeah, so you hopefully take, you
0: don't lose it. You take your, you take their phone, and you order off Amazon a set of basic dice, <laughs> and you go, this yeah. is your prop. this is your fault. Um, <laughs> actually, during one of my games, one of my players, he's like, uh, Alexa, roll me a d20, and I was like, what do you need? Where are your dice? He's like, uh, I forgot them. I'm like, what? He's like, they're on the other side of the room. And he's like, oh, she said 17. I'm like, oh, my God. So, I mean, there's a lot of dice programs out there. You can use uh, roll 20. Yeah, been using. Yeah. But I like good old-fashioned dice where I can just sit there yeah. and roll them, drop them on the table. And that's what I use for my game is I have everybody roll the dice so you hear the the yeah. shaking of the dice and then you hear it hit the table. That's you know that's what I like to keep in it. so. Yeah, I just rolled two critical ones. Wow. (laughs) Fail. So, yeah,
1: Um, any more questions? I think I think that's it. Unless you you want to ask me some more.
0: No, I you know, I think we pretty much covered uh, everything and it it was great having you on. And uh, thanks for joining us on uh, our Interviewing podcast, and yeah, thanks for inviting we'll, me. Yeah, we'll uh definitely have you back on maybe next time with your crew, and yeah, uh, you yeah, can definitely. talk about your your live streaming. You know, we can you can after a few months pop back on and mm-hmm. give us an update on uh, how that's going. All right, all right, cool. Thank you much. Thank you for having me. Hope you enjoyed this interview with Dice and Dummies. Join us each week as we interview other folks within our industry. If you would like to be on the show, go ahead and email us at maximumroleentertainment@gmail.com at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links are in the show notes along with our guests that we had on today. All of their social medias are linked in the show notes as well. And check them out on apple podcast spotify or wherever else you download your podcast we also have some other shows joining us on the network coming up shows like crumpets and kerosene late night with jess and jam dungeons dragons and dice constructed chaos and adventures roundtable so stay tuned and learn more about those shows in the coming months thanks for listening have a great and wonderful day